Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the message. You know, we're just going to get right into the word. Um, and if you could, we're going to be jumping around a little bit, just like I seen your pastor says, you know, if you've never been a gymnast, or maybe you're not flexible, maybe you don't know how to flip. Flipping used to be a thing when I was really growing up, you know, small, second grade, if you know how to flip, like you were popular, you got girls and everything, you know how to flip, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we all get to flip as we flip through the word this morning. So if you had never been a gymnast, which I've never been, I thank God for being able to flip through the word in Jesus' name and be that gymnast and land a perfect 10 right here on Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 50. Six. Amen. Amen. And the word of God reads, because the spoiler is come up, is come upon her, even upon Babylon and her mighty men are taken. Every one of their bows is broken for the Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite. Amen. 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 And this morning we're going to be talking about is payback time. It's payback time. It's payback time. It's payback time. And really just talking about Jehovah Gamola. Jehovah Gamola. As we've been talking about some of the names of God from Jehovah Nisi <coughs> to Jehovah Shema, excuse me. <coughs> you know, we're going to be talking about today Jehovah Gamola. Amen. The God of recompenses, the Lord that is our recompense. Amen. Meaning he's the one that pays back. Amen. 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 So we're going to be jumping around just a little bit because we're going to explore just a few different things. And, and we really want to get into this word because I want to stir your faith today in Jesus name. As we get into this word and as we declare this word today to really look for God to pay you back in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So when we pick up this particular passage of scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah is really speaking to a prophecy of uh, pretty much, you know, even before them going into captivity, that God will begin to pay back the enemies of Israel, of those that came in, that he allowed to come in. So this is the thing. And this is one of the first things that I really want to talk about, because when we talk about God paying us back, sometimes we say, well, it's when things have been done wrong to me because it was unjustly done wrong, right? And, you know, but it's something about what God begins to speak. And when he He has set like a, a promise, you know, over his people, right? So even when he used the Babylonians, he allowed them to come in and invade, he still, he still held them accountable for what they did. He still held them accountable to actually say, oh, look, God, I'm going, God is going to pay them back for the things that they, that even I allowed them to do to you. Right. So this is really it speaks to that place that when we begin to, you know, get out of place, you know, sometimes we've gotten out of place because you're talking about a, a nation that strayed away from God. You know, they didn't they didn't they, they were not walking in true worship. They were not walking in, in that closeness with God. They was walking in a duality. Some of them, you know, where they was trying to worship God and worship other things. God was angry with them. And when you go to and it kind of speaks to and this is just a reference scripture. It really speaks to uh, second. Uh, uh, Second Kings chapter 24, verses 10 through 20, uh, it, it kind of speaks to, and I'm not going to read all of this, amen, it's just a reference scripture. It speaks to, uh, you know, them uh, being besieged by King Nebuchadnezzar. And that last scripture really speaks to why, because they had kindled the anger of the Lord against them because of how they strayed away from them, amen, how they strayed away from God. And, and because of that, this allowed the enemy to come in, right? It allowed the enemy to come in and allow them to be pushed out of the land, pushed out of the presence of God. This is verse 20. Say, for the for through the anger of the Lord, it came to pass. Oh Lord. Excuse me. It came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah until he had cast them out from his presence that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. And this is really just speaking to that place of where they 
now had to move out of this place of being in the presence of God, being in the land that God had promised them, being in that promised place. And I think when we go back and look at even some of our lives, we can begin to see how sometimes we've strayed away from God. There's some things that we have, you know, not done correctly, you know, and there's some things that we have not always walked in, right? We, we've not always been obedient, but, you know, the consequences of that, sometimes we have to bear the brunt of having to have the enemy too close to us, right? The enemy being close to us. Now, this not, might not be the case in every place of your life, and we're going to go through a few different scenarios today. Sometimes it's not the case. It's not the case that everything that's bad or every time the enemy comes is because you've done something wrong or you've broken the hedge or something has happened. Amen. We're not going to say that. That's not even scripture. Amen. But there are some times where we do have to be honest. And we have to look at ourselves and say, you know what? I let that in. You know what? I strayed away. You know what? I, I allowed myself to get into a place to where now the enemy can have an advantage over me. And because of that, now I'm dealing with some of the things that I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with some of the deficits, some of the things that are, you know, having to deal with some of the debts, some of the, the sufferings, the tribulations, all these things that I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with them because of what I did. And sometimes that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to look at, but we have to be able to look at that even in our lives, but to then still be able to trust that God is still a God of the recompense, that he's still a God that will pay back. So what does recompense mean? Recompense means what? Compensation, payment for a debt or obligation, right? Satisfaction means to amend, uh, retribution, punishment to make good, to balance out, to weigh together, to weigh together, right? So when we're talking about God being a God of the recompense, we're talking about a God who is going to pay you, make things good, make things even, and in some situations, even punish the source of why things are not even or not equitable in your life, amen? And, and, and it's awesome to me that when we go to this passage of scripture in Jeremiah, that this was their fault, <laughs> right? You know, we could say, you know, hey, it was them that allowed them to get into their, that place. These were choices that they made, right? But it was the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of what God had promised them and what God had already had in store for them as far as their purpose in the earth that God would say, look, even though I allowed them to come and to besiege you and you had a part in that and you didn't listen to all the warnings and you didn't get everything straight, you didn't get everything together, you didn't repent in the midst of this, there's gonna be a time, there's gonna be a time that I'm still going to cause them to pay for what they did to you because they they still owe you. They, you're, you're in a deficit because of them. Even, even if it's something that I allow, even if it's something that you did, that you got into a certain place, you know, some decisions we make, what, they're not always good, right? <clears throat> we, all, we don't always make good decisions. We don't always choose the right way. We don't always do the right things, but it's such a powerful, merciful, forgiving, compassionate God, right? That is just to say, you know what? I still have to make some things even. I still have to make some things right. I'm still going to make this good on your behalf. I still see the suffering. I still see, even though you went through what you went through and you might've had a hand in that, I still am not going to overlook the pain that it caused you. I'm not gonna overlook the suffering that it caused you. I'm not going to overlook the loss that you are taking. I'm not going to overlook those things. And I'm going to make those things even. I'm going to make them right. I'm going to make it good. The spoiler, the spoiler that's coming up. So the spoiler should come up. And this is pretty much him saying, I'm going to send in pretty much another, another nation to be able to overtake them. But when we really look at this, we're looking at God saying, God is really the one that's kind of going to spoil where the enemy now is in this place and thinking that he has an advantage and thinking that now he's driven them out of the land, driven. And this is where some of us are at right now, even in our lives. 
the enemy think he got he got a good place. Oh, you gave me this spot. Yeah, now you fighting to get back in prayer real good. You gave me this spot. You fighting to get your fast life back. You gave me this spot. You fighting to get your mouth right because you don't know how to speak faith like you used to. You gave me this spot. You fighting to get your mind back because you gave me too much of your mind for too long. Now you gave me this spot. I'm trying to tell you today that the spoiler is coming up to begin to spoil the things that the enemy thinks he has an advantage on in your life. God is going to spoil those places. Even if you had a hand in it, God is still going to export. He's going to spoil what the enemy has tried to do, what the enemy has accomplished in doing. Because <laughs> some of he accomplished, right? He accomplished it. So when we go through the scripture and say, and, and look, because the spoiler has come up upon her, even upon Babylon and her mighty men are taken. Those strong places, those strong strongholds that we that, that we, sometimes we deal with. You know, there's some places in our life where you know some things are getting better. <clears throat> you know, some things are getting you know the way they're supposed to be. But excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> Some things are getting to where they're supposed to be. And some of us would just kind of settle. We would be okay with what, how things, well, it's getting, it's getting better. So, you know, I'm happy because one thing about when you're able to acknowledge you're wrong, it's a place of humility. You know, you're not due, you know, full equitability. You know, you're not, you're not do everything. You know, you don't feel like, you know, this is what I deserve. You know, you don't feel like that things should just be all the way right because, you know, I had a hand in some of this. You know, I, it, some of this is my fault. I got to deal with some of this. Right. But in that place of humility, God can see he could see down the road showing the prophet and them giving and Jeremiah giving this prophecy to say, you know what, even though they're going to rise up in strength against you, even though they're going to have great arrows, great accuracy in being able to overtake you and drive you out and bring you into captivity, there's going to be a day that they're going to have to repay and I'm going to repay. I'm the one that's going to repay them for what they've done. I'm the one that's going to make it good on your behalf. Amen. So look, so the mighty men, those strong places in our life, those strong struggles, those strong things that we've dealt with sometimes for years where it looked like it's been chipping away some of it, but it's not totally gone yet. You know what I'm saying? That, that strong confusion, that, that strong lust, that strong rebellion, you know, that strong anger, that you, that strong depression, that, you, that the mighty things that, that have come against us. And even the long range things that the enemy has strategized against us, even when we're talking about every one of their bowls is broken, what the enemy has used to shoot things into our lives, to shoot things, different, different fiery darts into our lives, to cause chaos, to cause pain, to cause suffering, to cause discomfort, to cause a disgust sometimes to even come up on the inside of us, even against God. Amen. And this, this is what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about that we can see, because see, some of us, you know, come on, let's go to Romans chapter 12. I'm going to get ahead of myself. be <laughs> Way, way, way ahead of myself. So Romans chapter 12, like I said, we're going to be flipping over just a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Chapter 12, verse 17. So recompense no man evil for evil. So we know what, what is the definition of recompense? It means to compensate. You know, compensation, payment for debt or obligation, satisfaction, amends, retribution, punishment to make good, to balance out, to weigh together. So he's saying when somebody gives you evil, don't try to match their evil. So now we're moving to not now. Maybe this is not your fault, but this is the evil that somebody else has brought into your life. This is what they have brought because of the evil they're dealing with. They're doing evil to you or they've done evil to you. And it stirs up where you want to recompense and do it back to them. I know, I know I'm not alone. Right. You know, we all struggle with that, you know, just wanting stuff, you know, to be get right. <laughs> that petty. Right. <laughs> I heard something the other day I was watching TV while I was watching. I was actually watching ESPN. This, this guy said, you know, if you stay petty, you don't have to get petty. You know, but we don't have, we're not having that mindset. We don't want to stay petty. So we don't have to. We don't never want to be petty. We don't need to be petty. Amen. You know, we don't have to try to meet someone evil for evil. Eye for eye. 
you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two for two. You know, we're not trying to do that. Amen. Because when you do that, it never ends. It never ends. And, and after a while, the evil that they have come into your life with begins to overtake the good that now you were actually had before you met them, before you dealt with them. And that is the that is the uh, the the. The, the focus of the enemy is to begin to overcome that good that you're dealing with. It's to change your mind. And, you know, I ain't got to be like this no more. And I shouldn't be like that because, see, look what happened when you're too nice. Look what happened when you're too patient. Look what happened when you're too forgiving. Look what happened when you can give people grace. Look what happened when you just give people, you know, a little bit of mercy. Look what happened. Look what happened. Look what they do to you. And it starts to build like a bitterness, not just against people, because this is what I really want to talk about. It builds that uh, bitterness against God because you say, God, I'm doing this to people because this is what you say to do. But look at the evil that is being done to me. Look at the evil, the injustice that's being done to me that you, and it seems like God that you don't want me to recompense but you don't want me to give back you don't want me to give that back to them but it seems like they're not getting anything in return it seems like they're just getting away with it it seems like nothing's happening to them it seems like they're skipping through the tulips it seems like everything is fine in their life it seems like things are even getting better while I'm struggling to get past this evil that they have now launched into my life that I'm having to deal with, that you're saying I cannot begin to give back. I can't give back this evil. I can't give back. I can't recompense. I can't make this even. Because sometimes we just want things to be even. You made me mad, I'm going to make you mad. You cussed at me, I'm going to punch you. You know, that's even for some of us, right? <laughs> that's even. You know, even as, you know, I, I, I'm not talking. We gonna, you, you, you offended me, so I'm going to hurt you because offense is hurt. So, you know, we want to go back and forth with people. We want to make sure they know I ain't no punk. We want to make sure they know I ain't no pushover. And there's a place for that. I'm not, going, I'm not sitting here talking about this cotton candy Christianity, right? We, there, there's a place for you to speak up. There's a place for you to make sure that you're saying the things that need to be said. There's a place for you to be able to stand up and still it being the defense of the Lord, using your mouth to come to your defense. Amen. We, we, we know there's a place for that. Amen. But, you know, sometimes for some of us, it's, you know, we want to stay in that place. Like every time, every time we deal with something, we want to be like, mm -mm, I'm not the one. <clears throat> I'm not the one that you're going to just run over me. I'm not the one where you just going to have your way with me. I'm not the one. But see, sometimes God wants you to be that one. He wants you to be that one that you now experience evil and you don't recompense. That you not experience evil, but you're still able to provide those things that are honest, that it don't turn something on the inside of you, that you now you don't, you still walk with integrity that now you don't begin to walk differently towards this person that now did you wrong. And see, this is the Christianity that, you know, people ain't shouting and dancing about. This is the life that people are not, you know, shouting and dancing. Oh, I want that. I want that. You know, give me the money, but don't give me the suffering. Don't give me the evil being done to me. Don't give me why well, I still got to be nice to somebody that's being evil to me. Don't give me that. That No, 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 no. Don't, don't give me that. But that, that's, that's the wall. That's the wall. <clears throat> that's what produces the character. That's what kills that, 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 that evil on the inside of us because it wakes up the evil. When you run into evil, oh, it wakes up the evil. Let's just be real. Let's be real. There's been times where, you know, even in my mind, you know, I'll just go, if somebody get me a little mad, I've already about dragged them in the street, hit them with a the car. I'm already about, to, you know, just trying to take their life or something like that. And I have to begin to pull myself back because we, we're not even going out, out there. It's not even that serious because now what, what, because <laughs> it's the evil that's waking up in me. It's the evil that I'm dealing with. It's the evil that God is trying to show me that you, this is what I'm saving you from. Because see, sometimes you run into evil so God can remind you you're still evil. So God can remind you that, you know what, you still got to, you still need to come to me. I know, I know you real good and saved. I know you've been saved for a long, 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 long time. But guess what? This flesh still want to wake up. This flesh, this evil still want to wake up and begin to cause you to go into a place 
that you know is not right with all the words you know, all the tongues you got, all the prayer that you that's, that's, that, that, that you've put forth before God, you can get caught up in a place where somebody tries to catch you in the right situation, the wrong situation at the wrong time, and you can have the wrong response. I've been there. I had to go back to apologize. <laughs> Mad at this situation, taking it out on this person. Now I'm, I'm becoming what I'm mad about. You know, I'm, I'm becoming what has happened to me. I'm letting it, I'm letting it happen to me and I'm letting it transform me. I'm letting it do something to me. What God is saying, mm, this is where I need you to trust me. I need you to pull back. I need you to let me pay. I need you to begin to be in the place where you are still just loving this person, loving the situation, loving me still. Because some of us, you know, hey, we struggling with God. We struggling with God because God, you allowed this. You allowing this stuff to happen in my life. You allowing these things to happen to me. And for some, it's just so confusing. Why would you allow bad things to happen? Why would you allow people to come and do evil stuff? Why would you allow things to just happen? You know, we know that rain falls on the just and the unjust. And some of us are past like, okay, I understand life happens. But God, when are you going to make this good? Come on now. So then when are you going to make this all the way right? Well, how can you just allow this stuff to happen? And it seems like that you're just taking a long time to make things right. But the people that the people that was a part of it, the people that, you know, that was a part of the situation, whether it was a person or a situation or whether it's, you know, whether you might still be living with the person. You don't know. It, 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 it seems like it seems like. Why, why are you allowing them to go forward? Why do you seem like you're watching? I'm watching the wicked prosper while you continue to let me suffer. And with sometimes it's very confusing to us with all the scripture that we know, with all the things that, why? Why do you allow us to get sick? Why do you allow things to, the, the amount of affliction that we begin to go through sometimes? And, and we say, well, God, <coughs> We know this is not the word. We know this is not your will. So why are you allowing it? Why does it seem like you're allowing the enemy to get an advantage over us? Why? Why, why, why would you do that? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm a teacher, y'all. I don't really preach like that, but I knew this, this word was going to come out. So... <coughs> I got to push this out. Y'all pray for my voice. We still got to provide all things that are honest in the sight of all men. So if it be possible, as much as life in you, <clears throat> live peaceably with all men. It's hard to live at peace when you're dealing with the evil that you're still trying to get over. You're still trying to get over the evil that, that's not been launched into your life because of what somebody else has done or because of what the enemy has been allowed to do or because of what the enemy says, oh, if you let me test them, then they're going to turn away from you. They're going to pull away from you. They're going to curse you. They're going to do these different things. It, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to live at peace with people when you don't have peace. It's hard to live at peace with people when you don't have peace. This way, so as much as life within you, and this is what makes some sense. Sometimes some people, you can't be at peace with them because they don't have no peace in them. There's no peace in them. And sometimes we just, we trying to figure out, well, what's wrong with you? I ain't doing nothing to you. I haven't done anything. No, I haven't done nothing to you. It's, it's you that you don't have the peace. You're, you're on edge all the time. You're, you're mad all the time. You upset all the time because you don't have any peace. You're trying to now cause this, this, this amount of turmoil to come into my life just because we connected. <coughs> but you don't want to just say you don't have peace. And you're trying to keep the peace you got because you say, okay, much as peace lies within me. And, and if we be honest now, some of us, now, there, there, there is a, you know, there's a shorter container of peace. You know, we got enough peace until you begin to start stepping past certain things. 
until you start saying certain things, until you start crossing certain lines. Then there's no peace. We got war. Then there's no, you know, look, there's no peace now. Ain't but so much peace. You know, I'm not the prince of peace. I'm not Jesus. I let him lie. I let him rest in me. He's on the inside of me. But at that at time, there are certain things that sometimes because I don't have peace with that God is going to make this thing good because there's so many things that have happened in my life where I feel like God hasn't made it good. There's so many things that has happened where I can look back and say, God, it look like you still owe me. And see, while I was getting ready for this word, God said, tell them that I do owe them. <laughs> yeah, I owe you. I owe you. I owe you. I, I said, God, you know, I, you know, this is God. But God said, yes, I owe some of you. I owe you. I owe you more than what you think you, you're going to get. I owe you. I owe you because I allow certain deficits to come in your life. I, I, I allow certain things to come in your life. But I, I owe you because I have to make it good. I have to make it good because I'm the God of recompenses. I have to make it even. I can't be in debt to you. See, God don't carry debt. He don't have collectors. <laughs> he don't have nobody calling and chanting, you know, do you got this? Do you? you know, sometimes we do. God seems like you owe me for this, but God's already, he keeps the legend. He knows, he knows every tear. He knows every pain. He knows every silent situation. He knows every piece of suffering. He knows the sickness, the suffering, the, all the different things that you're facing, and he owes you. And it's okay. I'm not saying go to God and demand what you owe. I'm going to tell you what the positioning is here. We see here in the Romans chapter 12, the position now, if other people are involved in the evil that has been done to you and you're struggling with this person, you're struggling with what they are and who they are and how they're doing good, go love them. <coughs> love on them. Because loving on them releases the spoiler to do what he's going to do. But understand this, he still might not do anything to them. See, sometimes we want God to do something to them so we can see. We want God to do something to them so we can see what he does. But sometimes he just says, look, I just use them so I can pay you. I just use them to put you at such a deficit that you don't understand that I was trying to be indebted to you. I know, for me, this just blew my mind. I said, God, what do, what do you mean? What do you mean? You mean that this is the eight, the Romans 8 and 28. This is, I'm working all these things together for your good. This is me making things beautiful in my own time. This is me just being God because I know how much you can handle. And I know that certain things that were going to happen in your life was going to put me at a deficit because you're looking to me to be just. You're looking to me to be righteous. You're looking to me to be the one that makes everything right and even in your life. And I'm going to give you retribution, but that doesn't that retribution doesn't always necessarily mean the punishment of those that did something to you. That retribution sometimes means that he just rewards you, and you're able now to still see, and they're able to see the goodness of God. That able and that goodness now begins to come out. And as we go down, come on, give me verse 19. <coughs> Look at this. The dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place to wrath. Meaning, leave it up to God. Give place. He didn't say, I'm going to always use my wrath. He just, because let's look at this. Let's look at this. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So, I, however, He wants to repay them. However he wants to repay you, repay me, that's up to him. We have to give place to allow God to do what he's going to do. But if we really be honest, let's be honest. Because for some of us, we're the person. We've been that person. We've been the one that have brought the evil. 
for most of us, for all of us somewhere along the line, we've been the one that brought that evil. So let's not forget just because we are in pain, just because we, 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 we're hurting or just because now it has been brought into our lives that we forget that we've been the person that have brought evil too. And what do we need? We needed mercy. What do we need? We needed, we needed some forgiveness. What do we need? We needed, we needed the merciful, the grace of God. So sometimes you give place to wrath, but you still say, God, be merciful. Because I, I've been that person. God, be merciful. God, God, help me to be merciful. God, help me to open up the bowels of mercy on the inside of me because I'm struggling. I don't like them. I'm struggling because, you know, they did some things to me. I'm struggling. Let me be merciful. Let me be forgiving. Let me be the one. Let me be like you are, God. But let also let me be like, you know, I see you to be, you know, let, let me see you in the right light. Because for some of us, we don't trust God to be the one that will repay. The one that will bring the recompense. The one that will bring a covenant of peace. You know? One, one, there's one, one definition we didn't go over in Jeremiah. In Jeremiah, and, and you know, we might can go back there if you it's requite that at the end of that, he said he will surely will requite. Requite means to be in a covenant of peace, to be at peace, to cause to be at peace, to make whole, to restore, to be repaid, to be repaid, to make whole, to restore, to be at a covenant of to be caused to be at peace. Come on, let's just tell the truth. Some of us, we're not at peace because of some things that we've gone through. We're not at peace. And you've not been made whole. For some of you, you at peace with what happened, but you have forgotten that you have not been made whole. You ain't been made whole yet. God has not made you whole. <laughs> it's not about the person. It's not about the situation, the business, the family member, or whatever. God has not made you whole. God is saying, look, I'm telling God, God is telling this more. God has not made, he's not made you whole. Not yet. Not yet. You think that some of the things you experiencing and, you know, some of the things that are happening and stuff like that. <clears throat> God says, I'm not done. That I'm, You're not whole yet. Not, not when I weigh this out, it's, it's still not weighed out. Not quite yet. It, it's not even. It's not justice yet. It's not, it's not where it's supposed to be quite yet. It's not, I haven't given you your full recompense yet. And for some of you, you're still in the place where it, it, the deficit is still building. The debt is still building. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you for where you are. If you're in the midst of the suffering, in the middle of the sickness, in the middle of going through, understand that God is not going to allow that to stay the way that it is. He's not going to allow that. There's going to be a recompense. It's payback time. <clears throat> it's not just the name of this sermon. I'm decreeing it and declaring it. It's payback time. The time has changed. It's time for you to get paid back. It's time for you to, it's time for us as a ministry to be paid back. It's time for us as a people to be paid back. It's payback time. Now stay, keep on staying attention. Pay attention, pay attention. Come on, let's go back to Romans. <clears throat> so look, so he said, look, give place, give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is who is his. Let's be honest. Some of us, we have not allowed God to take vengeance like he wants to. <clears throat> and this is where the Lord began to speak. He said, if you're still mad at them and you can't love them, like if I was to send you to them and you can't love them, then the vengeance is still in your heart. What releases when you know you have given place to God to do it, given place to God to make it right is when you're not as angry at the situation of the person anymore. When you're able to now love, it's not drowning out your heart. It's not springing up a root of bitterness on the inside of you. If you can't be around them without something turning on the inside of you, 
that's that vengeance. That's that anger that's still kicking. And sometimes you got to push through that and begin to love on them. Because say sometimes there's some people that God is going to send back as a part of recompense. They're going to send, God's going to send them back into your life to, so they can begin to say, see, but it may not be right away. They're going to come back and say, you know what? Yeah, I did mess up. I messed up. You know, but can you say that you would, that you would, that you walk uprightly up until that point with, can you say, I still love them up until that point that where they say, yeah, you, you never change though. Or they say, well, you, you know, <laughs> you changed for a little while, but you know, you loved them regardless. It's, it's because we haven't given place to wrath to, to God. We haven't said, God, your vi- the vengeance is yours. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it. You're going to repay. I can, I'm going to let you be the Lord of the recompense. And I'm not going to celebrate what happens to them because I don't want nobody celebrating when I do something wrong to them. Because my wrong might be to be right around the corner. And that payback time, even for me, even in the midst of this, you still have to cry out for mercy. Because when God, when we, when we really study this, the recompense is not just about good things. The recompense is about everything. He pays for the sin and he pays for the righteousness. He pays checks to both people. He pays checks to both accounts. So the things that I've done wrong and the things that I've done right, he going to make them both even. So I got, I got, I got, I got to look at this and say, okay, yeah, there's some things that's been done wrong to me, but Hey, I don't want full payment for, you know, my evil. God, give them a discount. God, you know, pull back, you know, (laughs) cut that check in half to them and cut it in half to me, God, 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 have mercy on me and have mercy on them. See, this is where now we see, you know what? We in the same boat, the same way somebody may be struggling, you struggling to forgive them. Somebody might be struggling to forgive you. So we in the same boat. I need mercy just like you do. I need grace just like you do. We in the same boat. I don't need the vengeance of the Lord stirring up against me because of what I did to you. Because now, now behind what you did, I am now in evil because I keep on wanting to give it back to you. Amen. He said, well, I will repay. I will repay. I'm going to make you be at peace. I'm going to come into a covenant with peace with you. I'm going to requite you. Come on. I'm going to run out of time. Let's go to uh, verse 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 20. So therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. So this is where it's difficult because we say, well, God, why do I have to be nice to them? And, and this is where we always say, well, if I'm, if I'm, if, if they're my enemy, I don't really like them. Can I just love them from afar? It's hard to feed somebody from afar. I mean, it ain't that hard now. I mean, you just send them some Instacart, something like that. You can deliver some groceries to their house. <laughs> That's still a gesture. Amen. <laughs> you know, but still, you know, you, you, you that's not the, the and Instacart was not the thing back then. Amen. There was nobody probably delivering groceries. You had to go and bring them into your presence to feed them and to, and to give them something to drink. It says, you give them something to drink. You feed them. And it's something when you begin to feed the one that you feel like has done something wrong to you. When you entertain this person, when you <coughs> bring this person close. Because it heats coals of fire on their head. It burns up. It helps them to be, it helps to purify the mind for them. And it causes a lot of confusion to the enemy in their mind, because this is not supposed to be your response. Now, I would say pray about this as far as wisdom, you know, because some people don't want to come into your presence and you can't make them, right? Some people don't want to be around you and you can't make them. You know, they may look at you as an enemy too. You can't make them. And all you can do then is then pray for them. But for those people that you feel like you're your enemy and they may not don't feel like they're your enemy like that, bring them into your presence. You mad at them? 
This is the way you get over being mad, mad like that. Invite them on in. Invite them on in. But don't, don't, you know, like I said, pray about it. Use wisdom. I'm not telling you to meet, you know, invite people who really, you know, may have, you know, ill intentions, ill intent, for real, for real, even bodily harm, stuff like that into your, into your presence. Sometimes there is a, there is a time to separate, you know, it's a time to come together and the time to, you know, to separate and the time to be apart, you know, and, and sometimes we have to let those things happen, but make sure it's not just on your side. Make sure it's not just you. Make sure it's not just, you know what, I need to separate. And if you, and if maybe you use wisdom because you don't want to put no poison in that food. You don't want to, you know, smack them in the head with some grits, some hot grits or something like that. You know how some of us are. You don't want to pour no hot grease on them or something like that. And maybe you just that angry, use wisdom. You may not want to be around them where they say something to trigger you and you got a whole stove full of weapons, hot food. Right. You need to know that you know you still can be okay. (laughs) Right? Amen. So come on, give me verse 21. So be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Be not overcome of evil. So evil can overcome you. Evil can overcome us. But the way that you fight against evil is not with evil. Christ knew this. Paul knew this. This is why he's saying, look, if if you give them back what they're giving to you, it's going to transform you. It's not going to help you. It's going to transform you. But if you give them good back, then you're going to solidify your faith. You're going to solidify where you're at. You're going to solidify, you know, your heart is going to help you. And it's going to help to train your heart to still do good to your enemy. Come on, let's go to. Hmm, time wise, let's come on. Let's go to Second Thessalonians. We're gonna. Um, I give that to someone else. Amen. Second Thessalonians, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulations to them that trouble you. So why are we saying that we can trust in the Lord? Why are we saying that we can trust God to be a God of the recompense? That even if it takes years, that he's going to do it. For some of us, it has been years. You've been waiting for certain things for years. You know, it's not just been, you know, a few months, you know, just a couple of years. We talking about sometimes decades that God is still going to recompense. I'm telling you this morning, he's saying, look, it's a righteous thing. Meaning if God does not recompense, then it's unrighteous. And we know we don't serve an unrighteous God. If he does not make it right, make it even, make it good. If he does not cause you to be at peace in the midst of it, if he does not cause you to be at peace with what has happened, if he does not do that, then he's done an unrighteous thing. Now, if he's doing it and you still don't, you choose not to be at peace, and there is no consoling you, and there is nothing that God or anyone else can do to make you be okay, that's different. Amen? But when God said, look, I'm going to step in, and I'm going to cause peace to come upon you, and God began to just remind me about different people, Job, how God began to restore, double back to what he had lost for all the suffering that he allowed him to go through. God allowed him to get to a deficit to, to seem like it would be you know, unfair, right? That he's living righteous. And because of his righteousness now, he's now brought into a deficit with God. But God is like, I'm still God. So you can't, I'm, I'm, you're never going to be in debt. I'm never going to be in debt to you. You, can, you can't test my character. You can't come and say that, that I did not make it right with you. Amen. <coughs> and we're going to end right here. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. One of the major keys, just just a little quick recap while we go there. Love releases the spoiler on the enemy. It's not sometimes the people, it's the enemy. Sometimes we have to really look at from Old Testament to New Testament. It is the enemy that now we are wrestling against. Amen. It's the enemy, Satan. Don't, Don't start getting in bitterness with people. Don't start getting in bitterness with God. 
behind what Satan is doing. Look at this. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. I want to strengthen you today. I want to speak to someone who is weary, tired, upset, getting impatient. You know, you may be struggling with your faith, your confidence that you once had with God, the confidence that you felt like God was on your side because of the time that has passed, because of the things that, that has happened in your life, you may be struggling with God. Are you really God? Are you, re are you really? Are you really God? I want to encourage your confidence today. Don't cast it away. I don't care if you got a little bit left. I don't care if you got a little more, so a little grain of rice, a little mustard seed left. Keep that confidence that, you know what, God, I can look back and see that you did some things. You proved yourself to be God. Let me not forget. God, you're going to make this right. God, and take this word today and understand that God is saying he's going to make it right. But understand this, as we go through these scriptures, that's still going to a, a need what? That cast not away, therefore your confidence which have great recompense of reward. Meaning it is your confidence now in God, in who he is. This is why the enemy comes to try to cause situations in life to make us look at God to be different. So I lose confidence in him. So I lose confidence in, in this situation that he can be God in this situation. For some of us, you, you, you've been walking with him long enough. You know he's God. You know he's God, but in certain situations, sometimes it would test you to say, God, well, I know you've been God here, and I know you've been God here. I know you've been God here, but we, what we've been talking about this year, watching God be God. This, you have to have the confidence to say, God, okay, today, today, I choose to make the decision that I am going to watch you be God in that situation. I'm going to watch you be God in that relationship. I'm going to watch you be God in the things that have happened to me. I'm going to watch you be God in my body. I'm going to watch and I'm going to cast away my confidence. I'm going to talk about these things that are fighting against my confidence, fighting against my faith because of the amount of pain I've gone through. Whether it be physical, mental, emotional, pain can begin to shake your faith sometimes. Where you say, well, God, why? Why? And when you feel like you don't have an answer, that you start to dwindle in your confidence to say, God, why are you allowing this? <clears throat> why, are you, why are you letting these things happen? What's going on? And you go, God, forgive me for this. Forgive me for that. Forgive me. And, and, and God said, it's not even about that. Not even about that. For most of us, it's not even about the sin. It's not even about that. It's about, it's about I'm allowing certain things to happen so you can get paid. So you can get paid. So, so that which I have set up for you, that overflowing and abundant. And it's not just so you can get paid because the payment is not just monetary. The payment is in your soul when you begin to get transformed too as well. When you can say, I'm talking about that deep down faith that nothing can shake. It, it, you know, it's, it's when you walk with, when you've seen the, the older folks in church sometimes, you know, when I was growing up, they would talk about God in such a way because they had all this history. That it didn't matter where they was at. And even through their testimony sometimes, they would remind themselves that because he's been God, I know he's going to keep on being God in this situation. It's hard. It's this. It's that. But they have so much history. They have so much proof. They have so much evidence that sometimes you got to remind yourself, God, I got the evidence. And if it feel like today that you got more evidence that he's not being God, shout and get happy. 
shout and shout and be happy. Praise him because understand that's a situation that's not going to stay that way. That's a situation that he has to turn around because he's not going to allow his reputation to be put on the line like that. He's not going to allow us to be him to be in debt to us like that. He's not going to allow it, especially if he's spoken against it already, especially if he's already given you words after words, after words, after words, after words. He's not going to allow his word to come back to him void. Keep your confidence. <coughs> come on, give me verse 36. <coughs> Excuse me. So look at this. What it is. This is the hard part. What we talked about last week. For ye have need of what? Patience. Whew. This is always a tough scripture for me. It's always, I think, a tough scripture for all of us because it's, I got need of patience that after I've done the will of God, that I might receive the promise. Because after I've done what you said, God, I still got to wait. And this is the thing. We still, some of us saying, God, in the wait, I am, I, 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 I'm struggling in my confidence that you're actually going to make this right, that you're going to be Jehovah Gamola, that you're going to be the Lord of our recompense, that you're going to be the one that makes things good, that makes things even, that makes things equitable. It is this patience. Why has God been speaking to us about patience so much? Because we're close. <laughs> you get the most impatient when you're the closest. It gets the hotter, <clears throat> it gets the worse, it gets things get the hardest when you're the closest to things beginning to turn around. Because it is, it is, it's, this is where the enemy comes to say, you know what? If, if this doesn't work, I got, I got to shoot my big missiles. I got to do, I got to do some big things to make them stop. I got to try to wear them out so that they don't, so they stop believing you. So that they stop believing that you're going to recompense, that you're going to make things right. And what God does is uses the enemy to say, okay, you want to do that? That's fine. Because what you don't understand is what you're doing to them is nothing but a setup for me to do more for them. It's nothing but a setup because I know what I have invested in them. So God knows what he's invested in you. God knows how much you can take. God knows how much you can handle. And he, all he's doing is he's just allowing the enemy sometimes to just set us up for major breakthroughs, for major things to begin to happen in our lives. For him to have to say, mm, because of what the devil did, I owe you. <laughs> because of the suffering that you've been going through, I owe you. I owe you. And I'm going to pay my debt. But we have need of what? Patience. Patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. We got to wait. Y'all look at somebody where you at and just tell them, just wait a little longer. Just wait a little longer. Just wait a little longer. Tell them, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't cast away your confidence. Just wait a little longer. Come on, cry through that painful place. Come on, just wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. Just wait just a little bit longer. Don't get in a hurry. Allow God to pay you it all. All of it. All of it. Not some of it. Don't get, don't, don't, don't just say, well, you know. God, I'm okay. God, I'm this. Now, and start recognizing the blessings when they come in your life. Stop turning down blessings. Some of us, God, God is like, I'm trying to get blessings in your life by putting people in your life, having people to try to give to you, and you turning down stuff. Why are you going to turn down stuff? <coughs> you're turning down stuff that I owe you, and then you're mad because I still owe you. Come on. Don't turn down what I'm, if I'm sending people into your life to bless you, to support you, to be there for you, you don't push those people away. I'm trying to give you what I owe you. Come on now. Come on, give me verse 37. And we're going to end in Jesus' name. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. 
for yet a little while. See, this is where the perspective is different for us and God. When we feel like we've gone through for a long time, he says just a little while. But see, the thing is, by the time he makes this thing at peace, you're going to go back and be like, hmm, I can't even remember how long it really was. See, God, you know, I was in between going to Joseph. You know, there's so many characters in the Bible that have gone through this same pattern. You're looking at Joseph. Joseph went major things God said he was going to do, major tribulations, major trials. Until God paid him for it all by putting him into the place where he promised, by fulfilling that which he said. By doing exactly what he said, but allowing sometimes the enemy to touch him, to to come after him, to look like the enemy had an advantage over him, look like his situation was going to overcome what God said. Every situation that Joseph went through was a setup for where God was going to take him. But in the in the beginning, it didn't look like a setup. It's a setup. It's the payback. Come on, I know there might be some older people on the phone. You know, you remember, you remember James Brown? It's the payback. It's the payback. This is the payback. It's time to get paid back. It's time to get paid back. And he, look, when you go back and look, you're going to say it was just a little while. It was just a little while. It was just a little while. I know I went through and it felt like forever. But on the other side of this, it, it, it feels like it was just a little while in comparison to what he's going to fully do. Because he said, look, when I come, I'm not going to tarry. What is he saying? Even though I'm telling you to wait, when I get there, when I get there, stuff is going to happen so fast. Stuff is going to happen so, uh, you know, at all at the same time. You're going to be like, hold on, 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 what's going on? And things are just going to start. Because God is not going to owe you. He's not going to owe us. He's the God of the recompense. So I want to encourage you to watch God be the God of the recompense, the Lord our recompense, Jehovah Gamola, in your life. Amen. Amen. I hope the word bless you today. Amen. <coughs> I want you to be in expectation. Raise your expectation. You ought to call and encourage somebody. Tell somebody it is you getting it back. You getting it back. And some of it is monetary for some of you. For some of you, yes, it is monetary. But for some of you, it is your peace. Yes, yes, yes. You've not felt the amount of peace that you, that you, that you have desired for a long time. You're going to get your peace back, peace in your body, peace in your mind, peace in your emotions. It, it, it is different things that the enemy has taken, seem to have tried to shut you out of. All of that's coming to an end. God said he's bringing your life together. He bring it and see that some of God's been giving you a different perspective about life to bring things in order, bring things into a different place, bring things into you know a, a different flow that he's going to bring it together. And it is marvelous in his eyes. He, we're watching him be put on his performance. And see, it's not just what he owe you. <laughs> see, he owes some of your ancestors, some of your relatives, some of the people that have prayed. He owes some of the people that are your leaders. He owes some of the people that, that you, you know, you've been under. He, owe, he owes them. And because he owes them, it overflows. And because he owes them, then it goes down the line. And see, this is why you have to understand there could be so much that could be coming to your life. And all of it is not physical. All of it is not something material. You could get a better relationship, have, be a better friend than you ever been. Because now you know how to be a better friend. And you know how to be, uh, 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 you know, how to allow people to be your friend. Do you have better relationships in your life? 
more richer, fuller relationships. Right? That's, a, that's, that's God setting up your life, God, God making things right. When you feel like, man, I'm always struggling, ain't nobody really there for me, you know, all this other stuff. And then God begin to send you people and make things right and show you that it, it don't always have to be that way. Come on. Open up and up, say, God, help me to be in position to receive. Don't try to figure it out. Let God pay you what he know he owe you. Amen. 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 Amen.